Welcome to the Catholic Connect Podcast. I'm your host, David Skubin. This is a podcast for all Catholics and people of goodwill who strive to live in the world, but not be of the world. First and foremost, we need to be disciples of Jesus ourselves, and then we go forth and make disciples of all nations, just as our Lord commanded. Through a series of timely topics and great guests, we will take that long and narrow journey to heaven together, encouraging each other in faith and virtue along the way. So let's get started. Praise be Jesus Christ, now and forever. Well, thank you for joining me on this edition of the Catholic Connect Podcast and another beautiful day that the Lord has made. Well, without a doubt, this uh, this year, 2020, will probably go down as one of the most challenging and stressful Christmas seasons that we have ever seen. But in this particular episode, it's meant to take your minds off the many troubles and confusion of this world and to point your soul upward to the King of Truth, who is infinite in his infinite humility, came down from heaven to be born unto us so that we may reign in heaven with him forever someday. I really believe that so so firmly and to the depths of my soul, and I'm so happy to get an opportunity to share my faith with you. The Catholic Church, you know, it's, it's just so rich in tradition, and it goes back for centuries. What a lot of people don't realize, though, is that amidst the celebration and the preparation for the birth of Jesus, the Catholic Church takes this time of Advent to reflect on the four last things. That is death, judgment, heaven, and hell. Three of those four things will be experienced by all of us at the end of our life without discrimination. So we need to be prepared and we need to meditate on this reality every day. It's going to change your life for the better. I know it has for me. Make sure that we fast because there is no feast if there is no fast. So we've got to look through Advent and say, hey, what can we maybe give up? What can we give as well? Whether that's uh, that's for alms or, or helping out the poor in some way but also our own spiritual lives. We need to make a change of some sort, whether that's doing a little bit more spiritual reading or uh, attending Mass a little bit more frequently. These are all things that just make our Advent extra special, and it's an extra gift to Jesus at Christmas time. And hey, we can't forget that the uh, the octave of Christmas. So big celebration because it's over eight days. And if you're in the Eastern Rite, you get to celebrate yet again two weeks after December 25th, one of the great parts about being uh, a Ukrainian Catholic or in the Orthodox Church is that uh, we'll hear about uh, Ukrainian New Year's and Ukrainian Christmas. The celebration is extra long, so let's make sure we take a little bit of time to not only have that that time of feast, but also that time of spiritual reflection here, especially this Christmas, because like I said, it's going to be a little bit more challenging than than previous years for sure. Also, it's really important for us to note that through the revelations of two doctors of the church, St. Alphonsus Liguori and St. Teresa, it is a real pious tradition in the church that most souls are released from purgatory on Christmas Day and are taken to heaven. Isn't that beautiful? We talked uh, a little bit about this on a previous episode with uh, All Saints Day uh, around uh, Halloween and how important it is for us to pray for the holy souls in purgatory. Um particularly those of our family members, but also those who have been forgotten. You think of even past, uh, in, in the past for our grandparents and family members that have died many, many years ago. We really don't know what the state of their soul is. So yeah, we can definitely hope that they're in heaven right now. 
but the uh, the other pious tradition of the church is to always pray for the dead and remember that the catholic church we have the church triumphant which are all the souls in heaven right now the church militant which is us here on earth because we're battling for our souls and also the church suffering the souls in purgatory who will be going to heaven eventually but uh, our prayers and sacrifices having mass said is so edifying for them and uh, they will be when they get to heaven they're going to behold the face of god all the time and they will intercede for us when they get there and they uh, they remember all the good things and all the good works that we did to help them get to heaven so in this particular episode i wanted to chat a little bit about christmas trees and what are the origins of the christmas tree i don't know if it makes me a scrooge of some sort but i know our family we've had a synthetic christmas tree for for quite some time you know i still remember those plastic trees started gaining some traction back in the 90s i guess and i was thinking to myself you don't have to be crazy to get a real not to get a real tree i mean that's that's all part of the the hunt for the christmas tree and to, to just go into uh, a big box store and get a plastic one it just didn't make a lot of sense to me and then i got older and i realized how many times my my parents would have to vacuum and clean up the needles and and it was a little bit of an adventure getting the old tree out of the house as well. So it didn't seem like such a bad idea anymore when I was an adult. But there is something real special about a evergreen Christmas tree in your house. It's something about that smell. You know, some of the fondest memories of my, my youth was going out with my dad and, and my older brother. And we were out hunting for that perfect Christmas tree. And the ideal Christmas tree, it just never seemed to be sitting in the ditch, does it? I, I mean, I don't know if you've hunted for Christmas trees like, I, like we have, but it's never easy to get at. And the days when we went hunting the tree, it never seemed to not include 20 below weather, uh, trudging through snow drifts two to three feet deep and a very strong wind chill in Canada, especially out here in the prairies that uh, a lot of you are familiar with. And I have to chuckle when I think of my mom's critical eye in evaluating the fruits of our snow trudgery. You know, seldom did we get the perfect tree on the first shot. You know, I still remember my, my dad and I getting in the truck and he was saying under his breath, why my mom just didn't get her own tree? Uh, one year, I, uh, I remember we came up with a solution finally. We just started bringing three or four trees home. You know, one would be the centerpiece of our living room. The other one would be, or the other two or three would be modestly decorated with a string of lights and uh, just kind of placed outside of our front door. So, uh, you know, it's... Uh, Great memories, I guess, and something I think about with my dad quite often. God rest his soul. And and uh, there is truly something special about getting that Christmas tree, that perfect one, and just finding it for your, your house and uh, sharing it with your family. So this story is about the origins of the Christmas tree. And I, I know that there's a lot of different accounts, but uh, the best one that I've ever seen and one that's held traditionally with Catholics and other Christians and people of goodwill is the story of St. Boniface. And the story of St. Boniface actually goes all the way back to the 8th century, uh, back in the, the 700s. So again, I know that there's a lot of accounts of the origins of the Christmas tree, but there's no doubt that whatever the origins of the Christmas tree, it is truly a symbol of Christendom. And an evergreen tree really symbolizes the eternal love of the Father, uh, even just the, uh, the tree itself pointing to the skies, you know, above where... Um, our heavenly home awaits for all of us who die in a state of grace. And similar to the great cathedrals and basilicas of our faith, uh, the parallels of the great spires that top the magnificent works of architecture, they're really inspired by, by these beautiful trees that, uh, like I said, they point towards heaven. 
So the story goes on to St. Boniface, and he is truly one of the superstars, I like to say about saints, superstars of our church. And uh, again, an 8th century martyr, uh, known as the Apostle of Germany. He was known to be a fierce opponent of paganism and had a deep passion for the truth of Jesus Christ and letting it be known throughout the pagan lands. Though he lived a holy life and he had many amazing stories, he is best known for this living on the edge, uh, no thought for safety, being aggressive in his faith, and not being afraid to share the, the good news of Jesus Christ and the Christmas story. And this is all for the sake of souls and for the glory of God to shine before all people. And uh, this was uh, the story of the day that God, who I call a demon, Thor, he was definitely a demon and he was routed. So the story goes that St. Boniface was traveling through Germany and uh, he was with a bunch of other monks, his companions, and they came upon a massive gathering of heathen people at a bonfire singing praises to the demon Thor, symbolized by a massive oak tree. And it was uh, called the Sacred Oak of Geismar. Now St. Boniface proclaimed to his companions, here is where the cross of Christ shall break the hammer of the false god Thor. Now this wasn't just any gathering. It was a pagan ritual ceremony that was led by a pagan priest of Thor called Onrad, who called for a ritual sacrifice of the blood of children to appease this false god. Now does this sound familiar? It's, uh, it's something consistent really when you look out throughout the history of the church and through the history of mankind. Uh, look at uh, even the Aztecs sacrificing millions of human lives in Mexico to a demonic deity before Our Lady of Guadalupe showed up to save the Mexican people. And really the, the seeds of the Catholic Church in Mexico and uh, other countries in the, uh, in the Southern Hemisphere and South America, you know, the seeds of that were really through Our Lady of Guadalupe and it followed a, a great tragedy at the time, but it just goes to show that God will eventually put an end to injustice, especially the injustice of something like a ritual sacrifice of innocent people. So the pagan priest goes on to declare that they needed a young boy to be the sacrifice to Thor. The young boy ended up being the son of a duke. So he took the boy to the stone altar and prepared to smash the boy's skull with a sacred black stone hammer. Now, just as he was about to deliver the fatal blow, St. Boniface threw his bishop's crozier at the hammer, which fell from the pagan priest and split in two instantly. St. Boniface declared that the boy should be freed. He then turned to the people and spoke that night that there would be no sacrifice, but this night would be a celebration of the birth of Jesus Christ. He went on to proclaim the gospel by saying that Jesus was the true God and true man that conquers death and darkness. That was truth and love, hope that conquers darkness and despair, the truth that dispels error. Then holding high a crucifix, St. Boniface declared that here on this cross, this tree, Jesus poured forth the love of God and shed his blood to forgive our sins and open the gates of heaven so that we may live with him forever. Jesus lives and Thor is dead. Then St. Boniface took an axe and took a mighty swing at the oak. A miraculous wind arose and blew the tree over, splitting it into four pieces. Behind the mighty oak stood a small fir tree, pointing like a church spire toward heaven. St. Boniface then said, This little tree will be your holy tree this night and every night, every Christmas from now on. It is the wood of peace. 
the sign of everlasting life. Its leaves are evergreen. See how it points upward towards heaven? Let this tree be called the tree of the Christ child, the true Savior and Lord of life. Do not gather around the tree in the wild woods, but in your own home. There it will shelter gifts and acts of kindness. They brought that tree back to the village and placed candles on its branches. And even the pagan priest, Onrad, and the entire village sat listening intently as St. Boniface told them the glorious story of Christmas and the birth of the Savior. This timeless story that rings through the course of history to this present day calls you and me to believe and transform our lives to be the example of holiness and virtue that Jesus wants us to be. So St. Boniface, pray for us. You know, as we close the liturgical year in the church and the calendar year, let's end really strong. Let's prepare for the celebration of the birth of Christ to a renewed devotion to holiness. You know, Catholics, it's Advent, so let's go to confession and make it the best confession you've ever had in your life. Have you reached out to a family member uh, that maybe you've been away from for a while or haven't heard from in a while? Maybe it's time to give them a call and ask them how they're doing and maybe even just tell them that you love them and you're thinking of them. Are there some people who are poor and maybe unable to find work? Give extra alms this Advent season. You know, some people are terrified uh, and they're feeling hopeless when it comes to the new year and the challenges and hardships that appear to be inevitably ahead. Now, I can't guarantee you anything about this world and the direction that it's going. But what I can tell you is that you and I have the opportunity to make this new year the best year of our lives. The year we can look back and say that we grew in virtue and holiness through our example of faith. And we'll expose the truths in this world of lies, bringing the piercing light of Christ to a world immersed in darkness and become a new person in Jesus Christ. Go to the letter of St. Paul to the Ephesians chapter 4 and it says, Put off the old man that belongs to your former manner of life and is corrupt through deceitful lusts and be renewed in the spirit of your minds and put on the new man, creased after the likeness of God in true righteousness and holiness. Well, I want to say thanks everyone again for listening and all the feedback that you've been giving me. It's been outstanding. I hope you liked that little story about the Christmas tree and the origins of it and uh, how St. Boniface came through and not only saved the life, life of a small child, but also saved the souls of thousands through this great miracle that God permitted him to do in front of thousands of people probably at the time. And that example and that story has touched the lives of probably millions since then. So remember, put up that Christmas tree. Love the smell of it especially those real ones. And uh, hey, if it's a plastic one, that's okay too. But uh, yeah, make sure that you've got lots of lights and lots of great Christian symbolism on those trees so that uh, when you have pictures or people see that tree, they'll know that you're a true follower of Jesus Christ. Thanks for listening, everybody. Your feedback has been awesome. And I uh, just uh, been having such a blast doing these podcasts and hearing from so many of you. And uh I invite you to like and subscribe, share on social media as you see fit, and invite others to join us in this revolution of virtue and the love of Jesus Christ. And remember, Catholics, you know the drill. You've got to go to confession every Advent, Lent, any time you're in the state of mortal sin. Don't even spend a second of your life there. God bless you. Happy Advent. Merry Christmas. And we'll chat with you very soon.